How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoley. Shoots, he scores! Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding a way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okay, so coming out of the All-Star break, wasn't really sure what to expect from the LA Kings because they had been really bad and then kind of back and forth. They went out on a decent note. Um, Regardless did not foresee them winning, getting a shutout. Darcy Kemper gets his second shutout of the season. The Kings win 3-0. They played really strong. All of that, unpredictable to me. Yeah, that was like the happiest of surprises because after the bye week, they didn't come back to their greatest efforts. Um, And I thought that might have been the same after this break, but uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, exactly. I think be, if they had come out of the bye week a little stronger, maybe I wouldn't have felt as wary. Yeah. <laughs> but that lowered my expectations dramatically. So to have them pull out a 3 nothing win is honestly the best I could have hoped for. And um, hopefully that it's something that they can build off of as well. Also, it was uh, a great game because it was Dad's Week, so a lot of proud fathers in the stands for this one as well. Yeah, including Tyler Toffoli and Tanner Pearson's father, Jeff Carter, is also on the trip with the Kings, <laughs> which is really nice um, to have him with the group, actually. he's We've seen the sightings of him before now, but now he's fully integrated in terms, at least with the socializing part and kind of being part of the off-ice meetings and stuff. Um, He's skating, but he's still not skating with contact and practice or whatever. He's joined them a couple of times at the very end of practice, I think the last two times. So some progress in what's going on with him. Hopefully that means good things down the road. The timetable is still um, kind of shaky for Jeff Carter, but at least he's around. You know, he's there. His dad is also there. It's good stuff. Dads on dads on dads, um, apparently, is what's going on there, and it's great. Um, but one very proud dad is also Paula Dew's dad. Yeah. Uh, who scored his first N- in NHL goal uh, during this game, and it was awesome. It was, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I you would think with the number of first NHL goals we've seen from Kings players this season that we would be super used to it, but actually it's great every time. Oh, it's surprising. um, That was a nice one. It's also surprising to me because I'm like, oh yeah, we have fun new rookie players. That's I'm not used to the Kings (laughs) having to, or the Kings needing to have some of their players score their first goal in the NHL. That's kind of a foreign concept in the past few seasons because it's just been like, the old guys, and uh, we've just been instead letting other teams have their rookies score their first NHL goals on the Kings. <laughs> so um, on the flip side, this is a much better scenario. Yeah, it's great. This has worked out really nicely, and it was a nice goal. It was a nice little play, and it was the first goal of the game, too, so it was important. It ended up being the game winner, right? Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> Wonderful way for your, you know, um, for your dad's trip game first dad's trip game to go you score a big goal your dad's there to see it then they interviewed 
Polity's father um, also, so that was great. Just nice all around, like so many positives from that game for for them, for him, um, and then also for us watching it. It <laughs> made it a lot more fun. Absolutely. I like, see, I like when nice things like that happen to people. Yeah. That's good. Always fun. And so maybe we can just keep looking forward to things, like I said, getting on the right track and sort of trending upward for the Kings. Um Jeff Carter, it's great that he's around, but there's still kind of a lot of unknowns for him. John Stevens has talked a little bit about it. He talked about how, like, even though he's skating, he's he that Stevens is not the person who gets to make the calls for Jeff Carter yet. He's still kind of doing what um, the conditioning coaches, the trainers and his uh, physical therapists, all those that team of people. And it seems to be like six guys, including by the way, quick side note, a John Meyer and a John Mayer on <laughs> this team. Unrelated like... to each other yeah. and the other musician, I'm assuming. Yeah, which I just found really funny when I was reading about it. So um, John Mayer and John Meyer are going to call the shots when it comes to Jeff Carter. And eventually, John Stevens will get to take control and really get him into practices in full contact and stuff like that. And there are even still a lot of unknowns. He said, um, quote, well, he talked about what he thinks will be a strength for Jeff coming back. He says that Jeff, quote, he's been around the team. He's watched us play a lot. He's been interactive with the team. This is going to help him. He's a really well-conditioned guy that's a natural athlete that I think that's going to help him. But we don't know. We're going to have to get him back in our practice situations and see how he responds and see how quickly he responds. So even when he's back, there's still a bunch of unknowns, which we've talked about. But um, but it's something to look forward to. I think there haven't been any complications thus far. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I think we're always surprised as to how quickly once like they actually start skating um, with the team again, how quickly it goes from them just like, oh, we've spotted them on the ice for the first time to be like, oh, they're playing a game. Um, right. So hopefully this means that he's coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Or Jeff Carter. I miss him. Also, I would just like for him to be back um, and to slot in well with the Kings so that there's not uh, more ambiguity around the trade deadline. Oh, yes, exactly. The The less or the more confident they are heading into the trade deadline, the better I will feel. <laughs> because there won't, there like the the less the chances that we'll get surprised in some intense way. Ah, oh, because it's the worst when uh, names get thrown around, being like, "Oh, that's you know, it's possible that they might be moved around um, near the deadline." Uh, let's see who's interested. And I'm like, "Oh God, I hope it's not us." And it's totally the Kings. And I'm just like, "Why? No, right, right. <laughs> Why would you do this? Don't do anything rash. Don't do this to me. I don't deserve it." Yeah, exactly. So. um Jeff Carter, please heal at your own pace, but also a pace that works really well for my emotions. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really ready to have him back. Like, now is the time when everyone's kind of angling for, you know, the playoffs, kind of settling things in, moving things around, and I want him to be a more solid part of that future. Like, obviously, they're going to slot him in once he's good to go, but I would like more to see them have a little bit more time to kind of mess around with things. Because, like, this version of the Kings, or that's happening this portion of the season, is very different from the optimism I had at the beginning of the season, where I was like, oh, yeah, do whatever. People are injured. Who cares? Everyone's got it. It's fine. Uh, That time has passed. Um, And I am solidly in the sort of, like, worrying portion of it. 
Um, so I don't know. I just really would like him to come back now. It's just better when Jeff Carter is there. And I think even in some of the pieces that I've read, a lot of the analysis of the Kings has been like, they've done a lot better than expected, but they're missing this critical piece. So not that not, right. a, not that it's impossible to evaluate the team that way, but it just it means that there's always this like pretty major unknown quantity. And for as much as we've come to know this team in certain ways, there are still like so many questions just based on the fact that a big part of their core is not available. Yeah, you can really <laughs> um, feel his absence, at least during these past few months more so, obviously, than when they were doing okay and looking all right um, in the be- uh, in the beginning of the season. So, yeah, yeah it's exactly. a little um, But credit to them, they have at least managed to stay competitive. I haven't looked at the standings actually tonight, but their record is 27-18-5 for 59 points. And I know right after they'd won the Dallas game, um, they were back in the top three for the Pacific Division. I don't know if that's still true, but it means that they're right there. <laughs> so the Kings have managed to keep themselves in a pretty decent position, and they just kind of need to hold on. And hopefully um, once Carter's back and once some of the guys who are day-to-day are healthy, they can really put together a good run. And, I mean, there's the potential for it, but we still just don't really know what will happen. And But it looks good that if they're on the right track to get everybody back and really see what they have. But another guy that uh, happens to be out currently is Nick Shore. Um, not as large of a piece, but uh, every piece counts at this uh, at this time. Uh, but he seems to just be out um, on a day-to-day basis. So we're kind of still seeing what his timetable is. And do we know what's wrong with him? He just, it's a lower body injury, but... I think it's pretty vague. The same with Derek Forbert. Like, he went out and they both last played in that Vancouver game. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what's going on with either of them, but right now they're both still kind of considered day to day, but we don't have really any info. So, so cool. Three players with no timetable as to when they're coming back. Yeah, basically. Um, just a quick sidebar to introduce a minor conspiracy theory uh, is, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so Derek Forbert and Nick Short, neither of them really post that much on social media, but I've noticed that when they do, or like when somebody else happens to post, they like spend a decent amount of time together. I don't know if they room together out here or anything like that, but they seem to be good friends. And so I was like, you're both out at the same time. Like, clearly, you just didn't want to be apart. (laughs) So... One of them is faking, is my theory. Uh, or Some sort you know, of like Munchausen's uh, like, <laughs> yeah. proxy sort of thing. Some codependency situation, and they're figuring it out, and eventually they'll both be back. It would be kind of hilarious if they did come back in the same game also, just to strengthen the conspiracy, uh, but I amuse myself with that thought. So um, Absurd friendship conspiracies are the best <laughs> kinds, so I do hope that they both just quote-unquote happen to come back right, uh, right. during the same game and we'll just perpetuate that hey i'm just put it out there and we'll see how it plays out uh <laughs> so hopefully they'll be back sooner rather than later because so far it doesn't sound like whatever those injuries are they are not um super serious or and don't really have the potential to be super long term hopefully that stays true um someone else who kind of was out is jonathan quick actually who um, obviously didn't go to the All-Star game because he had some kind of nagging injury. Um, he was put on IR, but is expected to be available Thursday, whether or not he actually starts. So that's a little bit of a question mark, but 
Stevens was talking about how basically they hoped that some days of rest and a little, uh, uh, some minor rehab and maintenance would get him back to where he needs to be. Um, but we shall see. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on is whatever's going on with Jonathan Quick could continue to linger or maybe he'll be fine. So or he if it ends up being bad, he could be out some more time, which would suck. No. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something like, else to keep an eye on. No, that's the most worrying portion. That's the I think out of all of the unknown quantities that we currently have, it's how nagging is this nagging injury? How serious right. is it? Um. Because there's not there's not really anything you can shift around too much to make up for uh, Jonathan Quick in net. You know, you can't juggle lines or do anything like that. And then if you don't trust your goalie, you just have to fundamentally change the way you play. Um, and that would just be another correction that the Kings would have to make or another adjustment that they would have to make. And I think that would be a lot more um, like drastic and a substantial play shift that might not work in their favor. So that um, is something that's kind of concerning to me is is really like how uh, the, se- the secrecy behind injuries, like I understand it, but it also kills me with how much I don't know. Yeah, I hate it. I wish, I mean, I feel like every other major league at this point doesn't really do it and or straight up has policies against that kind of thing. And it bugs me to hell that the NHL won't basically catch up to this decade. <laughs> like, I think they should disclose that kind of information. Um, and they still don't. And it's highly annoying. Um, the only time I think they shouldn't disclose that if it's like, like at the player's request for a very specific reasons but i think it that's something they should have guidelines around um and they don't right now they they just kind of do what they want and it sucks so i hope these people are not drastically injured and that they come back soon i hope the thing too with quick is that if he was to go out this late even though darcy kemper seems pretty well integrated into the team he hasn't had that much time to be a consistent starter so it's kind of like if he were to have to take on that role right now he still has some time before crunch time but it's still like it's still crunch time so it's like every there's so much pressure already <laughs> um and then have yeah, yeah and that's kind of tough. and then having to start it's like do you have that endurance do you have that sort of like mental uh well i guess the mental endurance to do that as well to like have all of this resting on you um right yeah that would be kind of a lot of pressure for darcy kemper for sure mm-hmm yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I assume it would be exciting for him that they're athletes. That's the kind of stuff that they live for. But still, <laughs> that's a lot to put on oh, a person. Yeah. So it would be kind of a kind of a toss up for us spectators who have literally no control over anything. Um, and I hope everybody just instead, best case scenario, everybody gets healthy and the Kings go into the late season and then hopefully the postseason um, in a good position. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, at this point, I just want to know more things. That that's about it. Yeah, that's kind of all too. I want for the Kings. Uh, at this point, they're winning, and by winning, I mean they did well this one game. Um, hopefully, that's trending upwards, and they will continue to do the same. Uh, but there's just so many variable variables right now that um, that's my like number one main concern, or just like need to know. I'm like, I- I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll win games, they'll lose games. Who cares? What's happening with everyone else? Like what are, what's happening with all of these pieces uh, going into like the second half of the season? Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Just 
give me more info. Please shed some light on all these mysteries. Um, hopefully we will get some sooner rather than later. And I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of hard to predict with this team right now. Quick backtrack to All-Star Weekend. So there wasn't as much shenanigans as I was hoping for, but there were a few a few cute things, namely the fact that like as guys arrived, they all were kind of just handed puppies for a while, <laughs> which was which adorable. Which is like the best way to live random. life too. Like, hello, welcome yeah. to our venue. Here's a puppy. I'd be like, yes, this <laughs> yeah. is the best. Why does this happen to me all the time? Exactly. Loved all those pictures, loved the little videos. Um, and then most importantly, Victor Hedman and Tyler Johnson from the Tampa Bay Lightning did an actual puppy draft, which mostly consisted of them like coming up with random reasons to choose a specific puppy and then being tasked with having to hold their entire team <laughs> the whole time, which was great. I loved it. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of hard-hitting uh, news that I look for at the All-Star game, really. Yes, <laughs> that was really good. And then um, probably the best part out of all of it, out of the dog part of it, is that Brock Besser, after dazzling in the All-Star game as he's done for you know the league this season, decided to cap off his popularity with adopting a puppy. So that's great. Like, what more could you... He's had a great All-Star game. He's had a great weekend. Uh, scoring goals, MVP, and now dogs, having a puppy. Something else that was just kind of cool that was kind of announced later, so I don't think we talked about it, was that Brian Boyle was invited to go to All-Star Weekend to represent the Devils, which was um, really cool. Just I think that was the right move for the NHL, and he deserves it, and it was nice to see him there. It was so nice, and to see, like, he got a standing ovation and from, like, what I saw around the various, you know, inner internet, uh, everyone was just like very pleased for him and everyone in Tampa still loves him. And it was just like a very nice little homecoming for him. And that was nice. That was really lovely. It was great. I loved seeing that. I liked him reuniting with his old teammates and stuff like that. I also side note, like that Victor Hedman had to pull out of the All-Star game, but really wanted to be involved. So he was like an assistant equipment manager, <laughs> just so he could be around. Um, in general, loving the vibe that Tampa provided uh, fans with their All-Star Weekend and hosting it. Um, like the players doing their thing. Everybody was great. I liked it overall. Um, also, I didn't know this. I don't know if you did, but apparently there, there was a pirate festival. I did. Hey, I didn't know that Tampa had a pirate festival. Didn't know it was going to be the same weekend. I was very surprised. I did not know that either. Was it? at all related to the NHL or was it just no, tangentially Tampa also just, <laughs> there? Yeah, Tampa just has a pirate come, festival Come to Tampa year. for all of your all-star <laughs> and pirate needs. They probably overlap is what they're thinking. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the same crowd. Yeah, I saw like the pictures of Hedman and Eric Carlson dressed as pirates and I, I didn't understand what it was for. It didn't really need an explanation, but then later realized it was because they have... It's Gas Gasparilla, I think is what it's called. Uh -huh. um, a festival every year, and it's a pirate festival. I don't really, I don't, what does that even mean? It's a That's pirate festival. That's what I was going to ask. Just are down with pirates. What kind of pirates? <laughs> like, famous pirates? Are people, like, cosplaying from, like, Pirates of the Caribbean? Or just, they're super into historical piratry? That is a Pirating? great question. Like, it are do they frown upon people who are just like, I'm all about the fictional pirates? <laughs> or they're like, no, you have to be serious about your pirate history. <laughs> is there um, someone there in, like, a Pittsburgh Pirates 
uh, like Jersey, and they're like, wait, what happened here? I thought that's what this was. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We just thought it would fit in. I don't know. I know they have a ton of events, and people get really stoked about the pirateness of it all. And apparently, they kind of overlapped during All Star Weekend, and that's what it was. It was hockey, but also pirates. And why not? Is that why Briz was uh, interviewing like a parrot? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So like the NHL okay. decided to so like. So that was another lovely thing <laughs> yeah. too. Is like get get your characters. To be, um, <laughs> right. to be like commentators and hosts and things like that. And so he went around and asked uh, <laughs> a lot of different hockey players questions, which I thought was hilarious. Also, I felt him when he was just like griping about how hot it was. He's like, I'm super sweaty. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I feel you. I've been to Florida a couple of times. It's humid as hell and I hate it. Uh, so I get you on that one. But, okay, that makes more sense. Um, I just saw that picture out of context. And right, right. And I was like, why But I rolled stuff? with it. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Briz would be at <laughs> the All-Star Game interviewing a pirate. It sounds like I spun a wheel and just put, like, uh, nouns and names places, and that's what came up. But that's the thing that happened. <laughs> right, right. Sure, let's go with it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't question it too much, but it turns out that there was sort of a connection. And so I thought it was kind of interesting that they kind of tried to purposefully integrate the Pirate Festival over the weekend, but not totally and not in a way that I think they explained to anybody beforehand. So it was just like, and this is happening and pirate stuff. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Always a good time. Um, but I liked, so there was a lot of fun and friendship. So... Like, I liked the pictures of Stamkos and P.K. Subban just, like, hanging out. Yeah. That was really lovely. I love it. I love their friendship. I also loved the reunion of various NTDP players mm-hmm. because, obviously, I'm very Team USA all the time. But a side note that kind of went along with that, I assume, is... Um, so, okay, so, like, the main people that were hanging out were, like, Austin Matthews, uh, Zach Orensky, who was a late addition because Seth Jones was sick. Um, Jack Eichel, Noah Hannafin, like all those guys are super close. And I imagine that they were also, oh, obviously Johnny Gaudreau was also there, but he didn't talk to them as much because he wasn't an NT- NTDP guy, even though he played for Team USA. But anyway, so all those dudes are around. And during the course of that weekend, there were several announcements, including the fact that like the San Jose Sharks will get to host the next All-Star Weekend, blah, blah, blah. There, I, there were like four of them, but I don't remember all four because who cares? Anyway, <laughs> the NHL posted on their Instagram, like, which of these four is your favorite announcement? And Dylan Larkin, who is friends with all these same people, and I imagine was talking to them and was probably having the same feelings that we were of like, all my friends are together, but it's for this. And also next month, we're not going to go um, to Korea yeah. <laughs> was like, so his response was Olympics, <laughs> like kind of shouting at the Instagram randomly, which I appreciated just kind of the real moment he had on social media. <laughs> like we're celebrating this, but also let's talk about the obvious here, which is that we could all be in this great tournament, but we're not going to be. Thanks for nothing. I, I like that because a lot of people have to toe sort of like the NHL line being like, oh, we understand. But I like to see that other people are kind of upset that, you know, that they can't go. Yeah, yeah. They're like we could. I, I like to real. see people be upset. I'm like, 
I like I want them to be angry at the NHL. <laughs> I really do. I love it. And I feel like uh, there's been a lot of sass in various ways the last um, couple weeks, particularly to one of the things that was talked about during the meetings during the All-Star Weekend was the goaltender interference and stuff like that and goals that have been called off, namely uh, one that was called off for Austin Austin Matthews and then for Connor McDavid, I think a night or two later. Um, And both Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid kind of chirped slash made these really sarcastic gestures to the referees after they scored again for Austin Matthews he just scored another goal Connor McDavid had a goal that would have been an OT winner waved off and then ended up scoring in the shootout um so and then they both kind of just made these gestures that was kind of hilarious I thought but it was just sort of like the the vibe right now among the younger players is they're feeling very hyped and also very bold and sassy (laughs) and it's a great time. Yeah, like when uh, Eichel scored that goal in the All-Star game and him and Matthews just did, like, the ref's good goal hand gesture. Yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And Eichel afterwards was just like, I don't know, Matthews told me to do it. And I was like, of course he did. And of course you just went with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Austin. Yeah, I loved – because I happened to be watching that Leafs game where that goal was called off and then Austin scored again and then did that just naturally. And it was – it was perfect. I mean, I feel like I I, w- I enjoyed it a lot as just a fan of Austin Matthews, but I could only imagine what it must have been, what it felt like as a Leafs fan who was really invested in something like them winning the game for that goal to be waved off, him to score again and then kind of rub it in the ref's faces the way I feel like fans would. Yeah. Was just really satisfying. Yeah, that was, uh, it was nice to see them let loose and have a little bit of fun because it's the all-star game. (laughs) So, like, let out your frustrations. You deserve it. It was great. Um, So, yeah, there were were some things from the all-star game that was pretty good. Um, I feel like there could have been even more cute things, but I appreciate what there was. And I've seen, like, suggestions about events and whatnot, but for the most part, I don't care. I just want to see cool people do cool stuff. (laughs) whatever I kind of don't even care what the events are yeah I don't really either <laughs> I just you're right I just <laughs> yeah. like cute things just have them interview each other or talk <laughs> to each other or hang out that's it that's, that's all, all I, I need. Really need cool it doesn't it's pretty low effort so it's gonna be fun. um something that I always forget about the all-star game that was also nice is that it means a lot of the guys that they don't do anything with helmets on really except for the game itself but like the skills competition stuff they don't use helmets so you get to actually see people's faces and so it's always nice to realize that someone that you never really look at is um handsomer than you thought <laughs> that's a side bonus that I. oh and they've, they've got like great hair and like a beautiful <laughs> yeah. smile or something like that and you get to see it like full force i'm like oh i am here for this <laughs> right. how great um one of them that struck me was uh I think it's Petrangelo. Yeah. Right? Was he there? Yeah. I was like, oh, you're handsomer than I thought slash remembered. <laughs> Great. How nice for me. Um, so, yeah, appreciate that about the All-Star Game. More of it, as always, next year. Oh. The So, some other fun news that came out about a Kings player that I think is just delightful oh, so is there was a piece today about how Alec Martinez finally has completed his degree in accounting that I feel like we have all been aware of for years and years and years and years. <laughs> and I never thought that we would maybe even get the announcement that he had finished it. I kind of thought maybe he had just finished it already. But no, he has finally completed all of his courses, his final tests and everything. 
And uh, he's a college graduate now, which is adorable. In accounting. <laughs> yeah. How delightfully random. But all of it was fantastic that he, like, did it. So I find this really charming, that his parents so badly wanted to ha- him, for him to have his degree, which is totally reasonable um, in the, like, crazy mixed up world of professional sports, because who knows what's going to happen. So it makes sense. Right. It's a sound parenting want. Uh, but... I love that he kept it a secret from them and surprised them with it and was like so proud of himself and photoshopped himself a diploma to surprise his parents. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's so charming or like tricked them and was like, oh, I want to go visit the city and instead was in the lobby studying. Yeah. What a nerd. <laughs> what a delightful, charming nerd. Also, I love that his parents are like... You can tell in the interview that they're over the moon about it. They keep gushing about how wonderful it is, how happy they are, um, because that's something that they really wanted him to do, and he did it, and they're very pleased about it. And I'm just like, guys, or or, and they also kept being like, oh, look at your sister, who's much younger than you, and also has a bachelor's (laughs) and a master's. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, he's scoring overtime game-winning goals to win the Stanley Cup, like the dream of millions of people i don't know whatever he's won two he's won two championships no <laughs> come on he's I he's doing it. enough his accounting degree may have taken him 13 years but i think he's you know he hasn't been slacking in the meantime in other things there are a couple of things about it that i found kind of hilarious in addition to that which is for him to have it be a surprise because we all knew like there have been pieces that mentioned or were about the fact that he was still in school and taking courses at the time, like during the summer or breaks or things like that. Um, So at first I was like, how is this a surprise? I knew that he was (laughs) in college. But but so they go into detail about how he had been physically attending classes until the Kings started making really deep playoff runs. And then there was just no feasible way to schedule, like to be, to plan on being available for summer courses and stuff like that. So he started taking classes online and I guess this was, and he started doing this a few years ago, obviously, if it's about like the deep playoff runs. So I think possibly back then he was like, I'm just going to make it a surprise. So like the fact that he let his parents kind of assume that he had stopped going to school altogether <laughs> is kind of wild and hilarious to me. Like deliberately, I'm going to let you think I gave up. Yeah. And he okay. says that like the day before his dad asked him about it, he's like, oh, I don't know. And like kept the most like intense <laughs> right? poker yeah. face to then the next day be like, by the way, I am one final away from graduating. So that was really funny and kind of wild um, to me. And also when they described, because he did it over the holidays and he they, they said that he got everybody together and said that he needed to make an announcement, and they had zero idea what he was going <laughs> to say. I can only imagine what went serious. through everyone's mind. Yeah. Imagining all the different things that they thought it could have been seems hilarious to me, and I just wish we had, like, a list of the things that they thought and then were relieved when it was like, actually, surprise, I graduated college, or I'm about to graduate college. That is really like, cool. So, yeah, did, like, he those get, two elements. did he get traded? <laughs> Uh, they right. kicked him out of the NHL. My first thought was like, ooh, did you get someone pregnant? That seems like a really right. big movie thing. It's like, <laughs> right. oh no, what happened? Yeah. Well, also he's 30, so I feel like any surprise like that still sh- could be shocking, but wouldn't have to be like 
dreadful. Yeah. So <laughs> to like gather everybody together and be like, I have an announcement to make <laughs> is like way to just give your parents a heart attack. <laughs> like, okay, Alec. Um, another thing, I feel like we're just doing a close read of this article because we love it so much. I like, I could go line by line yeah, through this. I mean, um, so he said that he kept it a secret from his parents and his family, but his team knew about it and were like helping him along. And I love that his mom was just like, oh yeah, that's totally, I guess Matt Green helps him a lot. He's like, she's like, that's totally a thing that Greener would do. Like that. Like to trick us like this and and do all of this that that sounds about right. I'm just like yeah, that's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's like delightful that she that they're all obviously very close and know each other, and she's just rolling with the punches of the fact that all of these people were in on it, um, <laughs> trying to trick her. I adore it. Also, you remember that video of the. Kings on the train when they were yes. on the East Coast, and like there's Alec Martinez and his glasses. Oh, I was, I just, was, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's like, oh, when he was wearing glasses, because that was great for me. Speaking of yeah. seeing people's faces for the first time and be like, oh, you're handsome. So just imagining the amount of time Alec Martinez spent on team planes and stuff with his glasses on, just very studious warms my heart <laughs> and I love it and also actually I just want a montage of him studying over the years so I hope somebody got that footage yeah where's that <laughs> because where's that important. black and white episode I could deal I could take one of those <laughs> right, yeah about the see a, you can just do like the greater thing about the importance of getting an education which is very important and you know you may be busy but it, it could take you 13 years but you should do it because um that's a good it's a good thing to have and then yeah. just give me lots of images of Alec Martinez studying. Right. Looking cozy and cute and very smart. I That's what I need. Just like holding his diploma between, that. like while wearing two Stanley Cup rings. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Oh, I love it. I also just love um, how, like with the, the thing with the team being in on it too, like t- for them to have a wholesome secret <laughs> was yes. really nice. I feel like that's so uh, rare in sports in general, but oh a very wholesome secret. We were helping our buddy hide his education. That's like on the flip side, like of the Kings, like we have to make an announcement and all of us are like, oh, no, oh, yes. oh shit, what's happening? Exactly. Uh, we've been keeping it a like secret that it. Alec Martinez has been. Is so smart. College graduate. And graduated college. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So it was very heartwarming. And I appreciated it. It felt like I needed it. Um, so thanks, Alec Martinez, for sticking with school and being adorable about yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks to his whole family for also being lovely, his teammates for yeah. uh, bringing him along. But yeah, mostly to Alec Martinez for being unbelievably charming. Um, okay. I think that is all of the important stuff for the <laughs> yes. Los Angeles Kicks. Um, is there anything else on your mind about the team before they get back into the swing of things, heading into... Uh, the deadline, and then obviously the race to the playoffs. No, I think I'm pretty okay with them right now. Um, I want everyone to get better um, and for them to keep winning. That's about it. That's kind of all we can really say at this point, right? Because, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's about it. Low bar. Low bar this week. <laughs> right, right. Just string together some more wins, please. That's all I need. A few in a row would be nice. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so around the league, there are a few things that caught my eye. First of all, probably the biggest one, I guess, to an extent, is that Yarmir Yager is 
officially out of the NHL. Um, and because it's Yager, I guess you can never say forever, but it seems like it could be pretty final for him. He is going back to uh, Kladno, the hometown team that he co-owns. So that's nice. Um, Make but, room, yeah, buddies. I'm coming home. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but so but that's sad um, in, in terms of just being used to seeing him in the NHL constantly, that it could be over for, for Yager. That's wild. That, it's like a, the end of an era, of two eras, mm-hmm. in terms of like how long he's played, it feels like. Uh, his ever-changing hairstyles on all of his team. Like, what will those dudes who um, come to his games with like the different eras of Yager's mullet do now? Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of sad to see. He's always been a, a delight. Some people are hoping that maybe this means he will, you know, surprise go to the Olympics. I guess we will see. It's pretty down to the wire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was just kind of sad. I mean, it was because we all knew he was kind of waiting to have that contract with Calgary terminated. It wasn't a surprise, but it is sort of just interesting to finally have like, okay, it's done. Now we all have to figure out both how to look back on his career. Um, and move forward considering that it didn't even end in a way I don't think anybody really anticipated, like not a big retirement announcement really or anything like that, just kind of in the middle of the season, here it is. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to see what he does next and whether this is the end for him, because who knows? Um, Yeah. On the flip side, I suppose, someone who said that they were leaving and are now suddenly back, Mike Fisher. Yeah, we have to hold on that because I have an opinion about it. Uh, But yeah, that was very surprising. Just want to mention real quick that I didn't realize until it was over that the Boston Bruins had been on an 18-game point streak, which seems nuts. (laughs) It felt quiet, right? Like, I'm sure the people who watch a lot of the Bruins were just like, yeah, keep going, you're doing this. Um, but I had no idea that it was happening. I when yeah when, when slash how <laughs> it I, th- I feel like I had heard about it when it was at like six games and then the, then I turned around and it was eighteen games and I, I a I wasn't sure when they had time to play all of those games but also just the sheer number of consecutive games where they managed to get a point win or lose is insane. I mean, unfortunately, the Ducks of all teams ended it by beating them three one the other day, but still. That is wild. 18 straight games. What's the longest point streak? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, well, we know that Chicago's was what, 23? Oh, yeah, that's right. Was theirs the longest? So, I don't remember. I don't, think, uh, I don't know. Chicago's overall point streak was the second longest in NHL history. The 79-80 Philadelphia Flyers set the league record with a 35-game unbeaten streak that included 25 wins and 10 ties. Okay. That was from that was from that year though. So I I don't think anybody obviously has beaten yeah, that. Yeah, I think but we would have heard that. That article was from 2013. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Still impressive the 18 games. That's uh more than the Kings have had in any recent years. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that was wild, and I just figured that I should mention it. Something I found odd that I saw the other day is so, okay, so the Islanders seem to forever be unsure of where they're going to play. They are potentially heading back to the Nassau Coliseum, but it has to be renovated, basically. 
Um, and the new arena is supposed to open in three years. But in the meantime, they're going to next season play 12 games there and then potentially play more games the season after that, kind of trying on a building. <laughs> but also they're going to be playing in Barclays. I just found it really strange, and I feel like it's got to be odd for the players to keep having to sort of jump back and forth like, oh, this is where we're based. No, it's this other place, actually. Um, And I don't really fully get why the NHL, or I don't even know if the NHL itself is involved in overseeing this, but why the team is deciding to make it happen that way. Yeah, that seems (laughs) Seems very odd um, to be hopping around all the time, because, like, isn't it, you're supposed to have home ice advantage right homework advantage you know where all of the dead boards are you know right you know that there's always a light here that gets in your eyes so you know whatever whatever little tips and tricks that you uh learn from playing in your rink all the time that's like a pretty severe disadvantage to them isn't it <laughs> um to like never know what's going on so they play at the coliseum and then they're at barclays and then they're going to go back, but it's being renovated, so maybe things are different. And then maybe they'll go back. Like, who knows what's going to happen? That's such a weird thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. I wonder if they're, like, really on top of scheduling where they're like, uh, guys, today we're going to be skating here because who knows at this point. Yeah, I guess the only – not even advantage, but the way that it gets evened out is that the teams that come into town won't know what the fuck is going on either. So it'll so, be a surprise to a lot of people. I guess that's fair enough. It'll just be like even all around. They won't have any sort of like <laughs> right, yeah. advantage. It'll just be like, well, we'll see. Yeah, we're all confused, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that was like just a wild tidbit that I came across um, just kind of reading through NHL news. And I was like, oh, that I, okay, I'm sure I am kind of interested to see how that goes next season. Since the next season, I think, is the strangest since it's only 12 games. I think at yeah. least if they like it in the season after, it's supposed to be double that, half their home games. Speaking of weird arena things, did we talk about the Charlotte Checkers playing um, to an empty arena? Oh, no. That that just, like, reminded me of, like, weird rink situations, like, bouncing around. I guess weather conditions meant that people couldn't travel, and so it was a closed game, and it was just the teams playing. That and is And no crazy. one else was there. What? And so <laughs> their, uh, their, like, staff had to do all of these things. Like, I don't remember what it is. I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like, you know... Their VP of accounting is now, um, like, the video guy. Or, you know, their marketing person is doing the cameras because I think it was broadcast. Um, And someone's working the goal horn, but there's no one there. (laughs) It's just, like, empty stands. Um, I think one of their, like, ticket staff was trying to be the mascot. Or, like, it was, like, something. It was just very charming. Um, because they obviously broadcast it all on social media, and it was very, it was very cute. <laughs> Weather is wild. Living here, I mean, unless the place is on fire, like sometimes you yeah. just don't really know that weather happens like that. <laughs> um, but that is insane. I think people were saying like it's not even 
that much snow wise. Like the weather wasn't that bad, but for that area, people just like aren't used to it. So it's like, all right, infrastructure, everything's closed. Like once yeah, one yeah. thing's down, everything's down. <laughs> right. um, We're just not like really how everyone complains. Yeah, like everyone cl- com- uh, complains in LA. Like the second it starts sprinkling, everyone drives like an asshole. Yeah, which much. is pretty true. Rain day, um, please. So, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> every time I'm like, I've lived in California my entire life. And I know I it rains sometimes, but I like wear flip-flops in the rain because I don't own rain boots or like anything else. I'm just like, eh, I'll like, let my feet dry. That's like how I deal with rain. We should get rain days because I obviously can't handle it. <laughs> right. We're never prepared. Oh, flip flops in the rain. I mean, that's really smart. But that, do you also wear like pants still, though? No, not usually. Okay, because that that would be the only thing is like if I don't wear any kind of boots, then I'd be really annoyed by wet jeans. Like this isn't important, but I have a lot of opinions about rain. So I was just well, curious. see, that's the thing. <laughs> Tangent. I hate wet socks, so I hate socks in general. I'm barefoot a lot. I wear sandals a lot, so I usually just wear sandals and then just like let my feet dry. Um, and then also skirts. That makes sense. Or I'm down with it. Sometimes, if I've got to wear a closed-toed shoe, I wear tights, and so it dries faster. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Rain tips with Diane. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm for it. I'm with super curious because <laughs> I hate the rain. So, yeah, yeah, I think about it a lot. I wish every rain day could happen every time it rains and I could just be at home. It seems fair to me. The weather is having a fit. Why do I have to be a part of it? It's how I feel. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, moving on. So why I wanted to save this because I think it is, I kind of have two no thanks here, but Mike Fisher coming out of retirement is one of them. He hasn't even been gone a season. Why is he back? (laughs) Nobody missed him. Not really. (laughs) Mike Fisher, why are you back? Yeah, I don't understand it either. Uh, barely half a season, and he says he's only playing for the rest of the season, and then he's gone again. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> I I mean, I get it. Like he thinks they're still good, so they have a shot at making another Stanley Cup run. But it, mostly, what it sounds like is he retired, realized he was kind of bored, hasn't figured out another hobby yet. So he's like, I don't know. Let's go back to work, I guess. Uh, but I here. The Nashville Predators, personally, for me, are so much better without Mike Fisher's Hobby Lobby ass. <laughs> Roman Yossi is cuter. PK Subban <laughs> is more charming. I don't need him. Don't come back. I don't want him. That's all I wanted to say about Mike Fisher. Play-wise and personality-wise, the Predators are better off without him. That's I how I is, feel. The only, pretty much it. Yeah, the only good thing about him coming back is that Carrie Underwood will be a fangirl during the playoffs again. And I think she's delightful as a fangirl for the Predator. She's a lot of fun. Him, I don't care about. Whatever. Yeah, I'm very happy for how excited she is and, like, how excited she is to cheer on her husband, which is very lovely. I support that. But, yeah, I would rather him just not be around. Yeah, I would prefer if Nashville Predators fan Carrie Underwood came out of retirement, but (laughs) Mike Fisher stayed there. Because who was really thinking, like, do you know what the Nashville Predators need? They're, like, linchpin for this whole thing of winning a Stanley <laughs> right, Cup. Yeah. Mike Fisher. Uh, Semi-retired Mike <laughs> Fisher, who probably hasn't been training in the times that he's been retired. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, the team seems kind of excited, but I – and 
I shouldn't care that much because I'm not even like a Predators fan, but I just don't get why this is happening. <laughs> and it makes no sense to me. So yeah, that was some wild news to see come through today. <laughs> it was just so out of like left field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I like didn't even that. know it was an option for someone to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I know guys have come out of retirement, but not but like usually sh- after like a season or something and the, like during the summer they're like you know i realize this is all i want to do or i didn't find anything else to do and then they start training they have the summer to like train up with the team just like get back into it all that stuff not like a break right yeah or it's like guys who have gone to play in another league like they retired yeah. for a contractual reason so they could play somewhere else or something like that and then they figure out a way to come back. Like, but not this. Not like I got bored. So I called up my old job and was like, can I work there part time? And they said yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. This reminds me of, <laughs> this is a really stupid analogy, but in Parks and Rec, when Larry Gary Jerry retired <laughs> yeah. and they needed someone to, well, like make fun of, but also like invite him back into the fold. And he just like came and worked in part time. Um, <laughs> that's Mike Fisher. <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. Mike, I'm... Mike, Mark, something else. <laughs> I don't right, know. Like right. another rhymey name for that uh, is Larry Gary Jerry. So <laughs> Mike Kirkich. Yeah, yeah, I'm for it. Please. I hope that's how they treat him. <laughs> Please do that. That's the only way I will be all right with it, is <laughs> if they spend the whole time making fun of him. Um, uh, okay, so for you, do you have a no thanks? Before I go into this last thing, which is not really a no thanks. I mean, it is, but it's also it just is frustrating. a thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, my no thanks, I see, feel like, is always having to do with Vegas. Um, they're doing well, whatever. I'm kind of over that at this point. Minor Thinks is kind of like a pettier one regarding them. So they've decided to restrict autographs to kids. Oh, I Um, saw that. And I find that annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Because, okay, so this is the thing. We're both late stage hockey fans, right? Um, and we're from California. I don't think anyone can really fault. I'm like, sorry, I wasn't born to some like Canadian family and therefore uh into hockey at birth and like going to get autographs and stuff so lots of people we know are late hockey fans adults when it happens teens when it happens whatever um i understand that there's this whole thing about you know autograph seekers who just get autographs and sell them on ebay and it's like they don't really care about anything but i don't think it's fair to um punish other people who want to get their jersey signed and appreciate that too as adults i think that's dumb yeah me too my i guess my question for that policy change was how long is it going to last because they i mean they kind of said it is it just until kind of the fervor around the new team dies down or is this something they plan to continue with for a long time i don't even think they necessarily know so it was like Strange, like I get that they kind of felt that oh we have overwhelming crowds we need to do something about it but I it's weird that that was the choice and the cutoff for the cutoff to be 
what is it, like 14 or something? Yeah. Well, fuck you, 15-year-old. I don't yeah, care who you're Super arbitrary. <laughs> you're like, you're an adult. You're going through puberty. You're getting your first, like, girlfriends and boyfriends. You don't need autographs from hockey players. Yeah. Like, you have your um, learner's permit. You think you're grown anyway. So you don't get to be a fan of people and go get their autograph. Sorry. Yeah, I thought the age restriction was kind of bizarre. It just seemed hastily rolled out, and I think they probably could have come up with something better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like there, there's probably a better way to handle that than telling people no. <laughs> okay. Because there are so many people who are like, I've always been, or for, like, I've always been a hockey fan, and I've been a hockey fan of, like, usually it's like the Kings or the Ducks or the um, Coyotes or... Uh, the avalanche, like, because they live in Vegas and, like, that's what's close to them. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, fair enough. And they're like, oh, I'm so excited that, like, Vegas has a team and, you know, I'm going to root for, like, hometown team now. Like, let's go to all the games, let's get jerseys and autographs, and it's going to be a grand old time. And then to be told, like, no, we don't appreciate you adults that have been paying for all the tickets and things like that, like, the reason that we're able to have you know, a team here. We don't appreciate your excitement and um, your fawning over the players you can't have autographs is kind of um, absurd. And uh, I don't like it. So no yeah. thanks to that. H- hard pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with that. No thanks. They should have come up with something better. Um, poor choices by the Las Vegas franchise. This last thing, also a no thanks, a no thanks that is shared by both of us, and I think a lot of people in general, (laughs) (laughs) is it was mentioned in a couple places, but I first saw it in the most recent 31 Thoughts, um, that Slava Voinov is, quote, expected to return to the NHL, though, you know, pump the brakes, it's not going to happen like tomorrow. But still, so here is what um, Elliot Friedman wrote. He wrote... When Slava Voinov went back to Russia, his contract included an out after the 2018 Olympics. It is expected that he will try to return. There are a lot of angles to this. First, will United States immigration allow him entrance? Second, the NHL has always reserved the right to extend its own punishment to Voinov, who pleaded no contest to misdemeanor domestic violence in 2015. Third, look at what's happening in the world around us, especially in Hollywood. This has to be handled properly, which is why it should be a lengthy off-season discussion, not a rush before the playoffs. I find it frustrating, though not surprising, because every once in a while his name has come up like again. And even recently, some Oilers blog like posted and then had to take down a piece about like, would Slava Voinov be a fit for the Oilers? Like, people have indicated at various points, including even the LA Kings, sort of, kind of, at times, have seemed to have left the option open that he could come back and play in the NHL. And I think that is so fucked up. (laughs) Why? It is extremely frustrating that people just kind of saw it, probably since he left, as an inevitability that, oh, yeah, at some point he'll come back and it'll be fine. Yeah, like... Um, out of sight, out of mind. People will forget about it, and then you can come back and play again. Yeah. is I feel like some people's uh, idea of the whole thing, and that's not cool. It sucks. And then it's also frustrating on the level of, like, they, again, they thought this for, like, the entire time. So even as they were sort of carrying out the legal parts of it or whatever, they were pretending, and I say they in general because I don't just mean the Kings, it seems like the league as a whole, um, 
we're pretending to really care about the situation and but at the same time we're like but i mean he's a pretty good defenseman so if we can get him back we'll take him which is are we really surprised though no but it is deeply irritating it's it's horribly frustrating to have just like another instance of the nhl only caring about the nhl like the bottom line like he's a good player and nothing else um in like so many other respects and like not necessarily just for things like domestic violence and sexual assault and things like that but um like even just for the own players and like concussions and injuries and things like that just kind of turning a blind eye to things may things that um could be happening to them and like their health and just being like well you know they're good for their team we want to win you know that gets ratings that gets money we're gonna turn a blind eye to it so uh it's incredibly frustrating to see another instance of it yeah again it's annoying the so to focus on la for a minute because that's still sort of the question mark here is that technically because of the out he won't be under contract with the los angeles kings even though they never actually terminated his contract by the time this reinstatement is likely to happen, if everything goes according to plan for all people involved and interested in something like this um, at the league level, he would not be under contract with L.A., but L.A. still at the moment retains his rights. So basically, it's not guaranteed that if he comes back, it would be with the Los Angeles Kings, but it also means that the Kings at some point, not initially, maybe not even till late stages, could have some say about what actually happens to his fate. Like if another team wants to pick it up, pick him up, the Kings might have to say, yeah, we'll give you the rights or or who knows. I don't know what the other option is. So, so that part was kind of uh, confusing and interesting to me is exactly who has say over what when it comes down to it because the reinstatement part may like he has to reapply um to come back and play in this country and in the league and whatnot so the season for him which will probably be after the khl season ends which is april or may ish but obviously the nhl season uh the postseason and stuff isn't completely finished so you know especially if the kings are in the playoffs too they might, you know, they, there's still some, like, gray area there. So that is something to keep an eye on as a Kings fan is what choices they make down the line if it gets that far, which I just wanted to know. And I hope it doesn't. <laughs> that's that, that's about it. Yeah, the right. Long short of, the long short of yeah, it is I, that he should not be playing with the Kings or really the NHL at this point. But we can't really stop uh-uh. what anyone else does, I suppose. And I just hope that the Kings don't fall prey to but he's a good defenseman as a an excuse yeah and the the tough thing is i mean i'm not that i trust any team but i don't trust them to do the right thing so i don't agree i i don't have overwhelming faith in them to do the right thing yeah i don't want to see it get that far i don't want to watch them have to make that choice actually because i think it's going to be bad either way so (laughs) something that was annoying to me that I saw and we have to keep an eye on going forward but I don't want it it's it's so true though with like the everything that's going on in Hollywood as well uh and on the flip side you know 
there's always been complaints about the NHL being very like old fashioned and old school and behind the times and just like mired in like archaic ideas in many respects. Uh, and I feel like this is just like another one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Of them just being like behind the times or not like being like the racist grandma or grandpa or something that you're like, oh, that's just like the way they are. <laughs> oh, um, man. They can't adapt. And I am worried that that's that they might turn a blind eye to that and be like, well, he plays good hockey. Or because that hasn't flown in Hollywood, like, oh, but he's a great actor, but he's also a douchebag. And like, uh, yeah, I hope that maybe the NHL will pay that some mind and be attuned to that and be nuanced in their uh, handling of this situation. That's asking for a lot. I understand that. But (laughs) here's hoping. Oh, it's, oh man, it's tough. Because I feel like that's, as much as I relish the NHL being the fourth-ish major sport in the United States, because I think it um, keeps them in their place, it also, I think, is (laughs) that distinction that that sort of allows them to ignore the cultural conversation when they want to, because there aren't as many eyeballs on them, and there aren't as many ramifications. because they have a more homogenous like demographic and viewership and whatnot. And so it makes moments like this really tough because, yeah, like Hollywood is under a lot of pressure, but Hollywood is way more ubiquitous than the NHL. So I feel like also if they can get away with it, they could I it could be like what they did, you know, with the all star game where they were like, we don't want to be political, but here's Kid Rock. Like and then they just don't really talk about it very much. They can I see this as something they would try to do the same thing. Um, and then it would kind of be on fans and journalists and other critics to keep the pressure on it. But that's really hard with a league that, you know, the, as much pressure as they get, it's just not going to compare to other industries and arenas. Yeah, they don't care. Like, they don't care about our outrage because look at what, you know, the NFL has to deal with. And there's not that sort of outcry because there's just like in numbers there's just like not that many Mm -hmm. people so whatever we'll just throw this out there they can complain but we'll just move on because they're gonna have to move on is kind of what i feel like they are saying in a lot of in a lot of ways in a lot of different scenarios that we've seen totally um yeah so that's the bummer that <laughs> we have to end on is this. Ooh, always fun to end on Unfortunate <laughs> news. Um, I, I, yeah, we've kind of gone kind of long. So I guess is there anything else that sh- is on your mind before we wrap it up? No, I would like for the NHL to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like the Kings to make good decisions. Yeah. Everyone just make good decisions. And um, for the Kings to win more games. That's it. Please. Um, what are your hopes for next week? For the Kings. Um, yeah, so my goal for next week is for them to win these next two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Nashville, and with or without Mike Fisher, I think the Kings can beat him. So I hope they do that. And then it's Arizona. And I realize that that's being kind of cocky because, of course, the Kings would lose to some, like, garbage team. So. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, also, <laughs> like, they have a history of letting Arizona inexplicably yeah. win. So. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, that could just continue. So even if they, 
uh, see, they're just setting expect- expectations really low. So even if they lose that game, I'm like, well, it's against Arizona, so I'm going to call it a wash. Right, right. I like, expect I'll it. give them an out for that <laughs> right. one. Uh, what about you? What are you hoping for next week? Um, I hope that if Mike Fisher is in the game, that the game winner is scored a- against the Predators on a Mike Fisher fuck-up. That's what I hope. <laughs> um is that just like the equivalent of like rubbing your dog's nose in like a mess that he made? <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. Look at what you've done, predators. <laughs> it didn't have to look be look at like yourselves. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I just want the Kings to put together a couple more wins. A little, a little win streak would be nice. I and maybe yeah. to find out information. Yeah, any information, timetables. I would like um, for at least one of these. I mean, Jonathan Quick is supposed to be back for the game Thursday. I hope that's true. But then in addition, I would like to see Derek Forbert or Nick Shore back. Um, I would like yeah. for it to be Derek Forbert so yeah, that the the ongoing Instagram stories can <laughs> Right, right. Our narrative interests can pick up again. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I want as well. So, yeah, that's how I feel about the next week or so, next couple games for the Kings. Let's make all of that happen. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, guys, um, you know where to find us. We are on Twitter at ThanksBud, or you can email us, chirp at ThanksBud.com. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week as usual. Uh, Take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and we will catch you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.